Brought to you by The Book Exchange. Use code BX4FINAL4 to save 25% in store or online at bookexchangewv.com. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy Hanukkah from all of us at The Final Forecast. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your host, Kevin Jones. First of his name, superstar real estate agent, financial expert, future athletic director, amazing husband, great friend, future Celtic staff member, home invader, fantastic father, John Flowers and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Final Forecast with me, your host. I guess Dave already put in all my titles. But real estate agent right now. Head of J-Flow Entertainment right now. Financial advisor. <laughs> Here we go. Coming soon. And uh, KJ's out. Got our lovely co-host, Ash. That's me. And super producer, Dave. Hello. What's going on? Same shit, different day. Ash, Ash is pissed at me because I, I booked a... A guest, late minute. <laughs> you can't tell me last minute. So people should know we have two completely different work styles. This is what I do for a living. And when you tell me we have a guest literally five minutes <laughs> before we go on, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. Dave said we can get the guest. I mean, he said I told y'all like last week. You said you were talking to this person and then said, ah, wait, I got to check something. And then that was it. I mean, I guess we could say it's Owen, right? Owen Schmidt. If you got Owen him locked Schmidt in. Supposed yeah, yeah. to come on tonight. I t- we already locked it down last week, and I told everybody. And we did I not lock it down last week. That is not even remotely close to what happened. You weren't even with us last week. So you, y'all just ignored it, basically. Yeah, y'all ignored I don't, it. Oh, my bad. I, I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember you saying that you were talking to Owen. Awesome. Cool. But that doesn't mean that I'm instantly going to start doing research and things then, because what if it's not a month down the road, two months down the road? All that's worthless research. You know what I mean? At that point, I want to know what he's doing now. I need up-to-date information, things of that nature. Stalk him on social media for a couple days. I'm just saying. That's how I work. That's why you get paid the big bucks in in radio. That's why she does. Yeah, the big bucks. Mm-hmm. So, just got back from my West Coast trip with the Celtics. Yeah, how was that? A lot of fun. Just called it short. Didn't get to see the Lakers game. It's probably the best game. Happened yesterday. Went into overtime. LeBron James. My wife called it. She played the guilt trip. Said I was going to miss Violet's little Christmas thing. Recital or whatever you want to call it. It's like a little Christmas pageant. Yeah. So I went to that. It was cool. Whatever. That's rough. Yeah. It's whatever. It was cool, though. It's good Good. to be there. Good to be present, you know? 
What made you decide? What made you decide to go with them to to the West Coast? What happened? You just called Joe and said, "Hey, can I tag along?" Yeah, I mean, it's just something I always wanted to do. It's kind of like a bucket list thing. And uh, Joe said I can come along. And I really saw like all the work that goes in behind the scenes. Like you wouldn't think that it's that much work. Like he's nonstop working. Like every single day. Every single second, like, he's doing something, like, productive to oh, go wow. along with his work. It was just crazy to me. I wouldn't think that as a coach. Right. Well, you got to think he's on a, you know, that's a pretty large stage as well. So I'm sure he's doing interviews left and right, you know, answering a bajillion emails every second of the day. You know, plus he has to be a coach, which isn't easy. Watching film, you know, thinking about the game plans. I'm sure he is busy. Yeah, it was so, – so I went to four games. I went to Phoenix. Uh, then we went to uh, San Diego for Golden State. They got smacked. Mm. They, won at, they won at Phoenix, lost in San Diego. I mean, lost in San Francisco against Golden State and then lost again against the Clippers and then won the last game against the Celtics when I left. So he all, already texted me and was like, we won because you weren't here. Oh, he's blaming you for the losses. Nonsense. Oh, no, nah, I was crashing, crashing on his couches until uh, his wife came to L.A., so I got my own hotel there. But yeah, it was crazy because you would think, like, the coaches just, they make their game plan and then they just, you know, wait for the game to come in there. Mm-hmm. They're going, no, it was just nonstop. It was kind of crazy. Oh wow! You said you were sleeping on his couches, like. Yeah. So in Phoenix and San Francisco, I stayed in his room. In his okay. Big ass suite. Are they getting the big suites? Yeah, with the the total three thousands in the room, bidets, Ooh. all types of stuff. It was crazy. I bet you were living it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, sofa bed. Yep. Mm. So I was just. I'm in his entourage, man. I just living the dream off him. I was just chilling. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna be. This Everyone's dude. like, who's that? Yeah, who's that guy that's like bumming a room with Joe? <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. It's his, it's his uh, friend that he, you know, nah. tries to give life experiences to. I met, I met his whole staff, all the players. Went to a few parties. It was crazy, man. It's, it's a different lifestyle. Like it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So it's. A, <laughs> Because I never got the chance to go to the NBA, so I got to see. Like, it's just fun to see that side of how they live and stuff, you know? Well, yeah. Most people don't get to experience that. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so that that was really cool. And th- and on top of that, Joe's just helping me figure out my life right now, you know, like, as far as what I want to do. Uh, I talked to him about taking that job where I would have to stop all outside business. Mm-hmm. What'd he say? It's like... Like you gotta do, like he doesn't tell me what to do. He's just like you gotta do. You gotta think about pray on it. He's a big prayer guy. Of course, yeah. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. Meditation. Climbed a mountain in Arizona. I never thought my black ass would do that. (laughs) How was it? That was crazy. So we wake up in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. He's like, "All right, let's go." You know, hike up. Not hike. Just walk up this mountain. I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna go walk the mountain. So we meet two of his uh, 
two coaches on this coaching staff out there. And we start walking up the mountain. I'm like, all right, this is cool. You know what I mean? And he's like, all right, look, he's like, you guys want to start a light, light job. And they just start sp- sprinting up the mountain. Like, Wow, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and I can't be doing that. And then the last part of the mountain is like climbing. So I was the last person up the, the thing. I did it, though. It was cool. I made it to the top. Nice. Good for you. That's that's a feat. You ever you ever do any mountain climbing? I mean, I've I've done hikes before, Colorado, here in West Virginia. We have a lot of high mountains here in West Virginia. Um, but I've never done like anything major as far as mountains are concerned. And that's why I was like, man, you jogging up a f- no, 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 no. I'm I'm yeah. the I got to keep a pace or I may not make it type person. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's a lot of work to get up a mountain. Yeah. Especially if it's a steep one. It took like 30, 45 minutes to get all the way to the top. It was a oh, great work, great workout. Oh, awesome yeah. Workout. It was fun. It was fun, though. I, I want to do it again. But it was dangerous as hell. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have on, like, mountain boots or nothing. I had on basketball shoes, Kyrie Irvings. Yeah, you definitely Kyrie. need the right ones. So, it, was, it was dangerous, though. Like... <laughs> I thought I was going to fall. <laughs> like, I'm going to be that asshole. I'm going to fall down this entire mountain. It's not going to be good. Yeah, so uh, it, was a, it was a fun trip. I look forward to the next trip. Maybe I'll do Texas with them or something. Oh, I love Texas. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Miss Texas. Got the whole NBA experience minus the groupies. <laughs> Did you see any groupies? That's what I want to know. Did you walk down the hallway, see the girls just waiting, like, you know, trying to figure out whose room's who? Like, that's so, how I imagine in my head that's what goes on. Met a bunch of celebrities, like. Oh, really? So I first pulled up to the hotel in Arizona. This guy walks up to me, like, the first, like, the first. I haven't even been out the car. Like, I'm just getting out the car. Like, five seconds. This guy's getting out of his car. He's like, you guys going to win tomorrow? I'm like, who is, who's going to win who? <laughs> like, first of all, why do you think I play basketball, first of all? You know what I mean? He's, he's like, oh, my bad. Didn't mean to stereotype me, but it, it was uh, Mario Lopez. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, at the end of the day, he's not wrong. I mean, you yeah, nah, were a basketball I player. I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. <laughs> I don't get offended by that stuff. Well, he is wrong. But were you dressed in? Were you dressed in all your basketball gear though? I mean, I had on a hoodie and uh, okay. Sweats. So it's not like you were wearing the Celtic stuff. Nah, is nah, what I mean. Nah, not at okay. All. Oh, so I don't know why he. I mean, I get it. Uh, six, eight black guys. So I understand. I'm not offended. In Arizona. Yeah, I'm not offended by it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was kind of cool. I should have got a... I didn't want to be that guy to be like, I get a picture with all Listen, these. after he, he did that, stereotyped you could you definitely racially. get a picture with <laughs> Should have got him on the show. <laughs> That'd been great. All of the, the hotels, like it's like groupies sitting in the lobby. Uh-huh. Like, they, they don't say they're groupies, but it's a bunch of... It's a gang of pretty girls just waiting in every lobby, like... Mm-hmm. At, at the hotel bar and stuff like that. So, uh, in San Francisco, Chris Rock was there. Wow. I didn't get to meet him. I probably would have asked for his picture, but Joe got on the elevator with him and he was talking to Joe. Cool. So, I'm kind of pissed I didn't get to see him there. And then there was uh, in LA, there's a couple other uh, B list 
<laughs> actors and actresses <laughs> and celebrities. It's so. called Chris Rock and Mario Lopez B list. No, I said in LA. There were a couple oh, okay. Of okay, Chris, got you. Chris I'm surprised you didn't see. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised you didn't see more like bigger celebrities considering it is LA. I mean, you think that's where you would see celebrities. So that's yeah, interesting. They, yeah, they were out there. Uh, they were out there for sure. It was cool though. It was a good experience. Nice. Just being in those circles and just rubbing shoulders with those type of people is just crazy. Yeah. Are you now telling us that uh, Chris Rock's going to be on the show sometime soon? You saying you get to talk to him. Never come on this show. That'd be a hell of a get. Ash, Ash will have to prep, so I'll make sure Ash has her time to prep. That's right. That's right. You do. Uh, Mr. Mr. Rock can only do Saturday the 21st. No. <laughs> I need to prep. <laughs> First of all, if Chris Rock was coming, I'd be like, all right, I'll figure it out. Plus, you know, I mean, we'll roll with the punches. But if if I can get the time, I'm going to take the time. Damn, Just did saying. Text me back? Did, did Owen text me back? Nope. Let's see what he says. Hopefully he's not pissed off. Well, I missed the basketball game. Ash, did you see it? WVU I basketball did not. Game? I did not watch the most recent one because it was on ESPN Plus and I couldn't figure out how to watch it after the fact because I wasn't. I know. I know. ESPN Plus sucks. It's terrible. I know. Yeah. It's 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 shitty because it's like I I mean, I is there a way to watch it after it's happened? That's why I like it when it's on like ESPN or like ABC or Fox or what because I can just record it. And I think so. You just have to go find it. it. OK, well, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. So I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm not gonna be able to watch it. So, uh, good news is we've, we won, obviously. So that was great. Um, I think it was great that we beat Navy last Wednesday because we, we were podcasting obviously as the game was happening. Um, How was that but I, I, it was good and it was, you know, at home. So that was awesome. Also on, I think it was Pearl Harbor day. We played Navy. Like that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that was cool. Did you guys know outside Ogilvy Hall is the mast from the USS West Virginia that was at Pearl Harbor and got attacked? No. I yeah. feel like I did. <laughs> but I also know that they do this thing at the mountain layer. They do that thing at the mountain layer on Pearl Harbor Day where they supposedly have this bell and everyone believes it's from the USS West Virginia, but it's not. No, it's, it's from there. No, it's not. It's actually a what? totally different style from a different ship entirely. Ooh. There's my news guy who was in the Navy, and the man is, like, locked in when it comes to history and things like that. And he's like, no, they didn't have those bells on the USS West Virginia. It's from, I can't remember what the hell he told me now. That's but David's wrong. Wow. <laughs> Another wrong fact. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not usually it's wrong. Not though. wrong. He's googling it hard. <laughs> okay. The bell from the armored cruiser and battleship USS West Virginia was dedicated in a ceremony uh, in 1967, December 7th. Boom. It's from the cruiser. It it's right not now. from the actual USS West Virginia, though. Ooh. The one that actually, you know. That they decommissioned Sunk. and all that? That's not the actual. I don't know. It it does say the bell from the armor cruiser and battleship USS West Virginia. It can't be from both. How can it be from both? They're Ooh. two ships. Hey. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make this my mission this week to find out from our historians. <laughs> okay. She she heard it from someone who was there. <laughs> Talking about it. what other source do you need, Dave? He wasn't at Pearl Harbor. What, the guy no. would be a hundred. That's what she said. He uh, would be. I said he was in the Navy. Uh, so he could be. Wasn't wrong. that long after though? But um. <clears throat> so he could be yeah. wrong too. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe, but I mean, I knew it was from the cruiser, but it can't be from the actual USS West Virginia. Either way, it's a very nice representation and piece of history Correct. that we have. I don't. We yeah. beat UAB uh, 81 to 70. Mm-hmm. I think Kitty had a big game. I saw that it was like, which I hate, like when they. Kitty had a good game, which is cool. You know what I mean? He has 17 points. If Dave would bring back up the stats. Okay, Kitty has 17 points. Um, <laughs> Dave, come on, bro. Stop. <laughs> Ash said it was really small, so I made it bigger. Two rebounds. One assist. Mm-hmm. Seven for seven from the free throw line. Um. It's a great game, you know what I mean, on, on his part, 17 points. Maybe it was a high, I guess. Followed yeah. by Emmett Matthews, who had 16, and Trey Mitchell had 13. Toussaint uh, had 14, too. Toussaint, okay. Well, Stevenson, where's Stevenson? Stevenson had 8. 0 for 3 from three-point line. Which is hmm. not like him. Yeah, I mean, he didn't shoot enough. He didn't empty his clip. He was True. Went one for four. He only shot four shots. I'm confused about that. I guess I they saw Kitty going, and they just kept going to him. But that's not a bad thing, though. Like I like that. I like that. You know, hey, this if this guy's on fire, let him shoot by all means. You know what I mean? Like spread it out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I, I mean, it's good getting those wins, but I I don't think championship teams celebrate. You know. Wins like that against teams that they're supposed to beat. Right. UAB is a good team, but at the end of the day, we're supposed to beat them. So I mean, kind of got to act like you've been here. Like I've seen. I mean, I'm all for like having fun and doing all that. Like you see the guys like pouring water on each other during the interviews and and uh, celebrating in the locker room and stuff. But I mean, yeah. if the main goal is a championship, right? Like then we understand that this is just a small step to where we're trying to get to. Exactly. But to each his own. Yeah, I mean, we're 8-2 and two right now, which is, not, I mean, not bad. Yep. Who's um, next? Next, we play Buffalo on Sunday. There's a big gap. There was a big gap in the, between that and the next game. So they, were, they, have, they would have had eight days off by the time we play this game. Fresh legs. That is a good thing. Yeah. And it's at West Virginia. Tough. So Buffalo's a really It's the Hugs Hall of Fame game. Buffalo's a really good team. Uh I wanna say they won their they won it they won their conference, I wanna say. Let's like see. two years ago. They beat WVU like two years ago. Mm-hmm. They came in and they uh they won T B T. Their their alumni team beat uh they won a T B T this year. Oosh. Well, then now a, we got a reason to have to beat them then, huh? <laughs> Let's prove a point. They got a good good tr- track record. It's not going to be an easy win, but it's a game that we should win, you know? Right. Agreed. I wonder what the record is. Let me see if I can find it. 
Uh, okay, they're five and five at this moment. Oh, are they? Yes. Huh. So maybe they're not that good. At this what conference is that? Let's look. Mac. We? They're on the Mac. It says oh, Mac. Oh yeah, the Mid- yes, Mid American. You're correct. Mid American Conference. Good job, Dave. Yes. <laughs> he got no one. No prep time either. So Suck crap. it, Ash. <laughs> I'm never gonna live this down. Well, I mean, in, Joe. I mean, Joe walks played... up to her and goes, "Baby, I want some, uh, want some loving, baby. I need at least 24 hours prep time. I'm serious about what I do." <laughs> David, that's not very nice. Um, <laughs> that was fine. I mean, they played a couple. They played Connecticut, who's ranked third. So, I mean, that's not. It's not like they're playing total slouches. All right. Now it's going to be a good game. Uh, hopefully, I can be there. Got a couple Christmas parties I got to get to. What Only Christmas been parties to, you going to? Two, I went to two games this year. It's just crazy. Well, and we normally don't get to go to any. I know, right? But. Now I got my uh, real estate Christmas party, Compass Real Estate uh, Christmas party. It should be fun. And then my dad's having a Christmas party, and my brother's bringing his new girlfriend that I want to harass. So. Oh, God. I feel so bad for her. Maybe maybe <laughs> not harass. What's the word? You know he's going to give her a hard time. You yeah, know. Time. Agitate, annoy, badger. <laughs> Good yeah, first impression. So- before someone gets upset. Did I offend you, Dave? Sorry. I <laughs> think more so in the lines he was concerned. Yeah, but you know what? People are way too touchy. Like, context matters. I know. That's why harassing's bad. People are too, way too touchy with their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct about that. I'll give you that one. But no, nah, that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. That will be fun. Oh, you've uh, so this should be. So you've never have you ever been to like a corporate like Christmas party like what you're about to experience with Compass? Nah, I haven't. I always wanted to go to uh, Milan's Christmas party. Oh, dude, the big one. Yeah, that's that was definitely one. But like any type of those like bigger Christmas parties, um, it's it good people watching. I'll just say that like Bro. people are getting hammered. If there is alcohol <laughs> served, they are gonna get hammered. Yeah. Like, and it's just oh, it's so good. I love a good corporate Christmas party. <laughs> it is so entertaining. Nah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun too. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I, I love the people watch. Oh, then you're in for it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> It really, I, I swear it's going to be fun. has to be. Did your uh, radio, radio station have a Christmas party? Mine did not, but West Virginia Radio does a big um, Christmas party every year. And it's funny because now we, we have the same engineer. Um, he works for both of us. And he told me that he went to their Christmas. I probably shouldn't say this, but he went to their Christmas party. And I was like, well, how was it? You know, and he's like, I had to get out of there. He's like, it was like <laughs> not even late by any stretch of the imagination it was like early evening he said you could tell people like were already hitting the bottle like before they even (laughs) got there like there was just people just shit-faced and talking loud and just being themselves apparently just living their best lives so we used to do a christmas party we did ours though 
a few times our best Christmas parties when we did it down at Starport. And we were the only people there. So they put everything on free play and we just got really competitive. So we're drinking beers and playing, you know, darts and air hockey blast. So much fun. But yeah. um, when I worked in the corporate world down at Booz Allen in San Antonio, you talk about a fucking Christmas party. They <laughs> blew it out. And that's what I'm talking about. Those people who are corporate, like big money people, they will get shit faced and not think <laughs> twice about it like it is wild i'm so excited any, i wonder if anyone has ever gotten like fired from oh i'm sure i'm sure uh, it's like the next day you hear did you hear that you know joe in accounting like was like pushing up on becky at the party last <laughs> night and like <laughs> joe stuff in like accounting. that <laughs> <That's wild. laughs> it's crazy stuff like that so you can't look look at your boss the same the next day right. you're kind of like oh god because <laughs> i'm in the real estate field so all these real estate agents like it's like attractive women mm-hmm. it's a few guys but uh all the girls are like petty like they like bicker back and forth with each other and like about stupid stuff too so that's how they are it's a competitive field you know yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this turns out think i'm gonna just mind my business and stand on the side i don't know that's probably a good idea but definitely eavesdrop into some conversations because if they shit talk in normal life when they get a few in them because you know everybody's gonna let their hair down it's the one time of the year you actually can it's gonna be interesting to hear how they talk about each other when they have a few drinks in them i can only imagine they all talk about then this like this is the type of people i hate to hang around like they all like talk about each other to me and then get in front of each other and they're like smiling and laughing oh i hate that fakeness are you yeah. talking about your current co-workers yeah <laughs> i am probably not the smartest business move what are you talking about it's real estate everyone basically works for themselves right mm. i'll just work for the broker i don't have to work with them right <laughs> And it's not, I've been on record saying this. I tweeted it. I say it all the time. Like, <laughs> Joe does estate, not give a fuck. I don't. Real estate agents are the most pettiest, cattiest people on the planet. And I think everybody knows that, though. Like, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a competitive market. It's a competitive mm-hmm. place to work. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Try, Everybody's looking out for themselves. Yeah. Maybe I'll crash Dave's Christmas party. Ooh, the university Christmas party. I bet that's an interesting one. We literally don't have one. <laughs> we have What? No money. Are you serious? Yeah, we don't have one. We don't have money. Is that what you said? We're, st- we're a state agency. They won't let us do it. I should have threw a Christmas party. j Entertainment Christmas party. That would have been fun. Although. Why don't you get Owen Schmidt together and have a J-Flow Rager invite DJ Pauly D, who'll be in town. <laughs> I forgot Chris he's Rock gonna be a prison. Mario Lopez, <laughs> and have the biggest rager in town. What's up with you with DJ Poly D? Like, I just think it's hilarious. He's coming here. Like, there's a certain tier of celebrity that we get, and it's just B list. Mm, I think it's. C-list? I think it's. I think it's lower. I was yeah, gonna I go D. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> like Poly DJ D. Poly D. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was one point in time like. Jersey Shore was that like yeah sure. Was home to it was when we were in college, John. It was like the big thing, and then they made their own West Virginia version called Buckwild. And then like half of that mm-hmm. cast has died or been arrested. 
Damn. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that show. And then they made Flor Florabama Shore. I saw that on Hulu the other day. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? You ever watched Geordie Shore? It's the English version of Jersey Shore, and that went forever. I know. I've never seen it. I've heard about it Fucking though. Geordie Shore. They talk like that. Oh my We're god. We're going gym tan laundry. No, they don't say that, do they? No, something like okay, that. Okay, thank though. God. Thank God. Jesus. I was going to say, come up with your own thing. And that's why I think that we could have our own show. Stop Listen, TLC will make a show into anything. We learned that earlier when Dave says that tweet about MILF Manor. <laughs> and yes, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a bunch of mothers, old, like, they're way beyond middle-aged at this point, in my opinion. Oh, I can't say for sure, but they seem like it. And they show up to this, I don't know, island somewhere and... They're being promised men, young men, and they're like, you know, where's the guys at? And then the boys come in, and it's like, they're like, oh. So you know there's a twist. Well, everyone on Twitter's like, it's obvious what the twist is. It's called MILF Manor. It's their respective sons coming to be on the show to date older women, which how effing creepy is that? That's just is that weird. The, is that the actual confirmed twist or just what people are speculating? No, it's not confirmed, but it, it kind of makes sense, yeah. though, right? You 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 pretty much know. Because why wouldn't they call it Cougar What if it's their Manor? grandchildren? <gasps> when does it come out? Uh, this Sunday, right? Oh, is Sunday it? at 10 o'clock? I think so. Are we going to have a live watch along on Twitter spaces? Oh, my God. John how watching funny Milf would Manor. That, that would be hilarious. Their, I think it's their ex uh, husbands or whatever. No, they're young. They're young, like they're younger men. Like you can tell. Cannot, oh, sorry, January fifteenth. What? Not be their kids. That's just a stupid concept for a show. Like what? John, they have a show Do called Sister Wives. Yeah. Sister Wives is a great concept. Really? <laughs> yeah, you get to. They be have a to show called Thousand. And have like a big house. Thousand yeah. Pound Sisters. Where they fall around these two women that are like 800 pounds. I mean, they'll make a show out of anything. Do you ever watch that My 600 Pound Life with that um, doctor who's like, you're too fat. You have to lose weight. You have to lose no. fat. Yeah, it's just like. I have not. This guy, it's just the same show every time. And it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's so mean spirited. Dude, there's an article on. <laughs> There's a few articles on the internet talking about, like, the worst and best TLC shows. But I just have to say, this one's ranked at the bottom, Sister Wives. And it says the biggest mystery at the heart of Sister Wives is why any woman, let alone multiple women, would want to wed star Cody Brown. Which I could not agree more. It would be different if it was a hot man or a man that had something to offer. What they see in that dude, I will never understand. Who's Cody Brown? He's the man that they're married to in that show. Oh, so He's, it's about so the show is just about one guy, one dude with multiple wives, uh, and like this and big their house life. that's connected. Yeah, it's strange. It's not strange. Doctor Umar was actually on the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you know who Doctor. I do not. <laughs> Doctor Umar Johnson. He's hilarious, but he was basically saying like alpha males should have multiple wives. It's weren't made, weren't built to just be with one significant other. Okay, so then don't be. Just don't marry them. I said, why not? Why can't you be married to a bunch? 
That's why John's been in Arizona a lot lately. He's scoping for a big, big house, and he's going to let Jess know that she's got company soon. I mean, I mean, there are benefits to having multiple wives, right? What? Or not even multiple wives for not them. Multi- Th- that's multi- just that's like women. That's like, dude. That's like a whole other line of disrespect for women. What do you mean? How? What do you mean how? Like, oh, yeah, you're not good enough to have a man of your own. So you're going to have to, you know, team up with three of these other chicks and, like, split your time between you and this man. Raise your kids with these other people's kids. Like, it's just weird. I mean, I think that, if that's how you want to look at it. Like that's a, It is how I look at it. Pessimist, pessimistic way of looking at it. But you could look at it as one big family living together, contributing to each other, like a village. Well, and so raising each other's kids. <laughs> sadly, the way that we have experienced polygamy is through the Church of Latter Day Saints. And uh, what's the name of that church that? Uh, what's his name? Jeff Jeffries or whatever. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there in Utah or Idaho. Um, anyways, more they're like they're Mormons, right? Anyways, that that that's our experience with polygamy. Warren Basically, Jeffs. women that are being held Warren Jeffs. Women that are being held down by this religion, not being able to make decisions for themselves. They're basically told everything that they can and can't do. I mean, they're beat on a daily basis. I mean, and children what? are being married off at like 10 years old. Like, no, that's my experience with polygamy. That's my I've problem. I've never heard of that before. I mean, that, that could be your experience, but my, that's not sister wives. is <laughs> my experience. That's what I've never even heard of. Church well, but you're, you say your experience. Do you have experience with polygamy? Yeah. Do tell. <laughs> In college? No, God, John. I mean, actual polygamy. The actual community of polygamists. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm talking about what, what so polygamy I, is someone get, having multiple wives. Is that you, what polygamy you were, is? You were married to multiple women when you were in college? I'm confused. I was with multiple women in college. I get that. That's what I said. You're I'm okay married. with that, but don't marry them. That's like why fucked can't they up. all be? Why can't they all be married? Like that's what I'm confused about. Like I don't understand why they all can't be. Marriage is just a a social construct. It's just saying, hey, we're together. I'm committed to. I'm, these but you're com- you're committed to those people. You're basically holding those women down. To not being able to not have their own lives outside of you. It'd be different if you'd be like, you know what? Everybody love everybody. We're not going to be monogamous. That's cool. Why, we have an open why, relationship. Why, awesome. are, why is he holding these women down when they Because decided? they're not allowed to marry multiple men, but you're allowed to marry multiple women. That's what polygamy is. They decided that they have a choice. They don't have to like. You have to understand I, the way I, this. If I approach a woman and say, hey. I'll have this idea. I want multiple wives. I'm not forcing you to do this. Like you have a choice to be with me and my other wives or not. I'm saying for you that two things. First of all, for you, that may be the case, but actual polygamy, that's not how it works. Number one, number two, at least the the polygamy that we have experience with here in the United States of America. We was just talking about the the show sister wives. Correct. Is that not, is that, so they're forced Read articles about those women and how fucking depressed and everything else those poor women are. They made a show about it? Yes. That was what the whole show was about. One of them tried to leave, and it was a big fucking issue. Yeah, she just left, finally got out. So she's kidnapped, basically. Basically, they wouldn't let her leave. 
That's what I'm saying. That's our experience with polygamy in this country is through that religion. That's because not, with that's, that's not legal. So it it's is a, it's, so in it's their a, religion. It's a what? So yes. it's read it's, up on polygamy, John. Do yourself state. a favor. No, nah, I don't need. I don't. I'm not reading up on that. Polygamy that's not how is I would operate. And that's what I'm saying. Your idea, state. your idea of what you think polygamy you say, should Dave? be. Polygamy and bigamy are illegal in every state. It's illegal. Yeah, so, in spite it sounds of the fact, illegal. In spite of the fact that tens of thousands <laughs> of people in North America are involved in multiple marriages. So I'm Correct. confused about how they're able to make a show about it. Kidnapping. There's probably some tight legalese we don't know where they're not like actually married. They're de facto married and have like pledges to each other. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But I'm just talking about the concept of being married. Me. Mm -hmm. Being concept, the concept of being married to multiple women, which could be a good thing. You have multiple incomes coming to the house. You have multiple people watching your kids, raising your kids. As a village, as opposed to one mother, you have more freedom for the wives to do their own thing. Because if one wants to watch the kid, then the other can go out and do all types of stuff, do whatever they want to do. Now we hear about women, how they're stuck in the house they have to watch the kids all the time raise the kids i don't think and they like at least in the show that i've watched they don't treat each other like babysitters they treat them as their own individual families so right. you're not responsible for the other kids your husband has with right. other families um yeah, and then weird. polyandry is if uh a woman has multiple husbands i didn't know that was its own separate thing i didn't either is that messed up yeah Mm, yeah i mean i'm a I, listen it depends on what listen do what you want to do but at the end of the day i just, I just feel like everybody has a psychologically choice. no you're absolutely right but here's my point though with my second thing i was going to say is that a lot of people feel forced into those types of situations you know what i mean like where it's like uh i'm raised in a family that believes in polygamy so i feel like that's the right thing to do and that I don't think you understand the psychological effect that that would have on certain type of women. Like you would be hard pressed to find multiple women that would be interested in marrying one man and having a life tied to this man and his many wives. There's a reason why this doesn't happen. Was that how Hugh Hefner was? He wasn't married to them. <laughs> he just fucked him. Like I said, you want to fuck as many women as you want to. Do do you, by all means, but don't marry them. That's just fake. I mean, marriage is really just a social thing. Like, if me and Just didn't get married, like, we would still be together. We still have kids. We still share money. We still do everything. Marriage is just a social Construct. But sadly, our society is built upon that social construct. Because if you and Jess were not married, God forbid something happened to you, she has no rights to anything that belongs to you. Your These taxes money, would be higher. Your insurance taxes would be high, 100%. It's not true. Yes, it is. She's entitled to so after you live with someone, you're by law married after like eight years or something. De facto? that doesn't that, that they don't they don't they don't they don't go by common law anymore that doesn't happen i know somebody it happened to but what okay. state west virginia bullshit i call bullshit in right west away. virginia we do not have common law marriages <laughs> is exactly what it says at print law right here 
Well, dude wanted shorty out the house. They said, yo, she's been here for so long. We can't do nothing about it. Is that squatter's That's rights? That's squatter's rights. That's a completely I different thing. Oh, okay. I like that we're just going gung-ho blazing into this whole thread. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, know. we're experts on polygamy and Jehovah's Witnesses. Just a reminder that we don't ever know what we're talking about most of the time. So, Never. I'm just I mean, saying my my concept I just and I understand where you're coming from John and you do come from a good place but if you look at the history of polygamy in this country it's disgusting what it does to women that's my problem with it I'll look it up Okay But it sounds great Oh my god <laughs> I hate you I really do Also in Africa and the worst person to argue practice. with Well Muslims do it you know what I mean they have multiple wives and Muslims and, have uh, multiple wives. Yes. Have multiple wives in Africa. Africans have multiple wives. If you're so, not I mean, married to them, it's just polyamory, which means you can have multiple right. romantic and sexual partnerships. Yeah. As long as everyone's like agreed. an open like an open relationship yeah. style. Which I'm fine with that. You want to do that by all means. Are you which I'm glad they're married, they feel stuck. Yes. Yes, there's more involved when you marry someone. Also, I think it's kind of and maybe that's just me. I find it weird that I could be like, I want to marry you because I love you. But by the way, I love these other four women too. Like that's an issue for me. Why is that weird? You can't love someone else the same way that you love your... There'd be too much jealousy involved. I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, if, yeah, she, I'd probably if, strangle someone. What if, she, what if she loves you too? I mean, that'd be different if we're like in a whole group setting and like we all want to be together. But again, your, why be married at that Warren point? Jeffs was just chilling in the corner. Fuck that guy. I would cut his dick off straight <laughs> up. Who? Warren Jeffs. He's that guy that he was running that church out there in Utah. And dude, there's so many of them that are still stuck to this day. They've done everything that they can to try to rescue these people. He was raping little girls and marrying them. Like, it was disgusting. Mm. And the yeah, church to, knew about it. Yeah, to do that through the... Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. See where I'm going with this? Like, that's... The, and that's our experience, my experience with that concept, that social construct. That's the yeah. experience. See, you took a whole different... Uh, I took your fantasy. John was and just I looking for guaranteed <laughs> booty on tap every night. Again, just don't marry them. And just even more than that, it's just we have multiple streams of income. Everyone's taking care of each other. We have different people cooking. We're, it's a village. I think you're just so live in a, a commune. commune. Yeah. Yeah. What? Then live in a commune. A commune is where multiple people live in a community where they fix each other's cars, they they grow their own food, they don't do anything outside necessary. I mean, you can, but you can do everything inside your community. So there's always someone to watch the kids. All the money goes together. It's like a whole community that basically survives on its own. I want a whole family. I want it to be all flowers. Yeah, well, that's how together. communes are. They're like that too. They think of each other as family. There no, are no other guys. Just woman. <laughs> you are so gross. You are such a misogynist. I cannot. <laughs> wow. I'm, I said all women. I'm, I want more women. I'm not misogynist. Except you. I'm kicking out you, the guys. You're the only man that's allowed <laughs> to be there with a bunch of women. You don't think that's misogynistic? What's the opposite of misogynistic? I'm kicking out guys. I'm excluding guys. I don't want you guys You think around. we don't want the dudes? 
So no. we can only have you in our community? Apparently, we only want each other. Jonathan, Hopefully. come on now. What? It's Hopefully misandry is the opposite of uh, misogyny. Yeah, I'm a mis-, mis... What is it? You're misandrist. <laughs> I hate guys. You, you are someone who uh, dislikes, hates, or mistrusts men. Exactly. All right, so let's give you a commune with a bunch of lesbians. How about that? Oh, don't, don't. That's like his, that's like a whole fantasy of John's, I'm sure. Except he can't have them. They're all lesbians. It's yeah, but the, the ones he watches thing. on video is just like, they, they <laughs> It's not you know. his experience. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. Thanks for listening. You've got excellent taste. Be sure to tell your friends about us, too. So you go to the press conference with Ren. Uh, we saw the video of you talking to him. It seemed brief, but did you get any anything from him? Did you think he was cool, nice? Like, what's the vibe? Um, so I spoke to him on Twitter before. Just to, you know, I wrote him and just let him know, like, if you need anything, if you need a house, more specifically. Of course you did. <laughs> Everyone was naturally. calling you out for that on Twitter. Like, he's just trying to sell him a house. I'm like, yeah, he's wearing his house suit. <laughs> yes. He's wearing his house suit. More than anything, though, I was looking for, like, alumni-like relations, like how he's going to fix, like, the alumni situation. Because every alumni guest, like, football that we had mm-hmm. says, like, they don't really get along. They don't feel welcome back. And right. Like, Pat, Pat McAfee said that. Pat White said that. Steve Slayton said that. Uh, which are big names. So I just want to know, like, I wanted to know how he was going to handle that situation. That's really what I wanted. Yeah, but, uh, selling him a house is just the ice on the cake. You know what I mean? So. Of course. But he seemed like a sincere guy. It was a good press conference. He seemed sincere, like he really wants to help and change things around for the better. So uh, cool. I like him. He's cool. Nice. Listen, if he's a money maker and is more down to earth, like it seems like, and I think that's a good fit for this university. Even though we're a Power Five school and we're big in that respect. We have more of that familial vibe, I guess you could say. Like, we're, like, small town. So he seems to bring that vibe with it. If he is going to be out in front of things and talking to people and doing... I think he's going to be a great fit for this university. I think everyone will respect that. And I would look for boosters to probably give more money to someone like that as well. Right. It's not just about that. It's about, like, taking advantage of stuff that we just didn't prioritize before like acknowledging the the amount of like small donations that add up and making the sure. team more available and accessible and um just getting out there more and and, and doing more community level stuff as opposed to just wheeling mm-hmm. and dealing with the high dollar people and why would you not utilize your alumni we have some pretty big fucking alumni like think about that like th- those are all resources in my opinion Pat McAfee is now associated with Texas. Like, it was just, just weird. Wait, like, why what? W- why would we ever left that oh. house? Yeah, how? Wait a minute. Why, how? Why? I mean, he's making, like, hype videos for, like, their basketball team. I guess he was cool with Chris Beard. So, I guess he made, like, a hype video for him and not WVU. And then, you know, when, mm. when uh, our last AD got fired, he said, seems like we're moving in the right direction or something like that. 
Okay, so maybe it was more of a Shane Lyon situation. Oh, hold on. I could share this this screen. It's a Pat McAfee ticky tock. Ticky talky. I mean, no one can see it, but uh. <laughs> John's such an ass. He made a hype video for Texas championship. He should have made a hype video for us. I think about that. That's think. bad PR at this moment, but okay. Yeah, it is. That's what happens. Nah, I gotta go on. <laughs> Now I got to go on Twitter and say something to Pat McAfee about being associated <laughs> with Chris Beard. Don't oh, do it. No. Don't do it. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't know what Pat's. Listen, I can't be mad at Pat. I just, no. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's Makes brilliant. Makes his own trail. Yeah. He's... That's how he felt about at the time. He felt like he wasn't welcome back. So, I, get so it. I guess, I guess from an outside perspective, like I'm not a person that would ever go hang out at the Reed College. I work here because I, I like what I do here, so it's different. But, like, I'm mm -hmm. an alum of the Reed College, but I never go to the alumni events. I never go to, like, you know, give talks and stuff at the school. It's just not who I want to be. I, I don't think I should be expected to be. I paid my money. Um, I, that's that's not what I'm doing. So, like, what is the appropriate line of an alumni that was there before, that had their time? What level of say should they have in something? That they were just part of and part of a system. They weren't like investors in it. I know you guys were part of the success and built the program, but like, what expectancy should an alumni have to make calls or be involved in a program they're no longer affiliated with in the day to day? I think a lot of alumni have a, a misconception. There's a misconception that alumni want to have a say so in what goes on. Like, some mm -hmm. of them should, like Pat White, like some of those big guys, Deshaun Butler. But a lot of people just want to be involved, like, around. Like, right. they don't feel excluded. Like, we gave four years of our lives to this program. And to come back and feel like you're not even welcome back in the building is just weird. Agreed. Or, Especially, so it, no offense. It, it's a little different. Can I, I, don't, I, I just want to chime in real quick. Let her talk, Dave. For those of us that weren't athletes or I guess associate with the university in that way like I don't think they should be obligated to do anything but at the same time um you know they made a lot of money off their backs let's keep it fucking real so if they want to come back and be a part of it fucking a open the door that can only help these people all of us fans who loved watching John and, and Deshaun and Kevin get on that court and you know it's it's something and it's it's big and for the fact that we've had whether it's coaches ads anybody on staff to make them not feel comfortable like that's wild especially someone like fucking pat mcafee <laughs> that this is should, baffling there should be a special department for alumni relations not like Agreed. the mac that's whose job it is to raise money for the play like the school you know what right. I mean? It should be like its own separate thing, like alumni relations. Like they have one. Whenever, who's that? The alumni association. 
You talking internally at like athletics? Yeah, internally. Oh, well, that's Greg. He's director of basketball alumni relations. (laughs) There needs to be someone like Greg that the alumni could call and be like, "Hey, I'm coming in town this week and can't get tickets." There should be a section for alumni. If they want to come in, just give us give us a notice. Tell us you're coming, and we'll accommodate you. Absolutely. There should be a set amount of tickets for every game for those alumni. If they want it, 100%. but what alumni get it? What if Fuck, they all they feel have welcome to box. come back? What if they all feel welcome mm-hmm. to come back? Like in football, mm-hmm. that's like thousands not, of people. They're but not what if, all going to come back at the same time. Let's be real here for a second. Yeah, it's kind of like a lottery. You know what I mean? You got to let us know with advance things. Well, then you know what? Yeah, homecoming. There should be a, a significant amount of tickets that are reserved for alumni. Because guess what? If I fucking know that if I go to the game and I'm going to see Pat White, Steve Slayton, Pat McAfee, Owen Schmidt all together in that, fu- in that, in that football arena, you damn right I'm fucking buying a ticket. This bitch will be there. <laughs> and they don't even need seats. There's, there's suites. There's field passes. <laughs> I don't want to fill. Like, what are yes, we doing? Yes, 100%. This is why I need to be the... Director of Alumni Relations at WVU. <laughs> <laughs> just men's wow, basketball, Greg. though. Just Greg at WVU men's basketball. Greg is the... on to something. Greg is on to something. It should exist. So he's It on should to exist, though. He, yeah, it should exist. I w- but I don't think it should just... Well, I mean, I guess maybe you should have one for each sport. Just now that I'm thinking ath- about it. Just do all athlet- athletics. I think I think sure. what you're talking about is just an alumni liaison or a guest experiences liaison that could be in charge of that inside the uh, inside the um, program because you will have like those high money donors and and you'll want to have someone on the ground that could work with the MAC that could work with the alumni association. Like all, all those people. Why not all sports? Just call out. My job would be to get in, in contact with each alumni that play at WVU. Let them know they're welcome. They want to donate or anything. We're not asking for donations. We just want you to know that you're always welcome to come back. X, Y, Z, and third. If you want to Absolutely. come back, give me a call. I'll set everything up for you. If you're Deshaun Butler, Pat White level, we'll get you a hotel room. We'll work with, what was it? The What was that? What is it, Jeff Cole work now? Alumni Association. Yeah. We'll set it. We'll coordinate with the Alumni Association or whoever. Mm-hmm. And they can, it, they can, it can, it could pay for itself because it's like a guy like Pat White can come in and do autograph sessions. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll take, we'll work out some type of deal. He'll get 90%. We can get 10% to recoup what we spent on you coming down. See what like I mean? Like I think, I think about like we used to do like before football games, um, whenever Schmidt Saloon, when Owen had Schmidt Saloon and he'd have some of the guys come in and we would talk about it on the radio and the amount of people that would come in you know, and, and do business at his bar because Pat White was in town. And, like, I think about that in, in respect to the university. Bring them in by all means. Like, only thing that's going to do is put butts in your seats and don't do events it around the, it. Don't leave it to the bars to entertain with old alumni. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you could do it. Your, the university could, could totally control that. And they could make the money off of it. You could it. do, like, a homecoming weekend with actual, like groups of players and yep and you can have your own sponsors get the bars to pay you J Flow Entertainment announcing a brand new series called Alumni Coming Home Uh, we'll be at every bar in Morgantown $250 a ticket we'll come do our (laughs) podcast at your event too boom we'll We'll even interview all the alumni we'll even try to make it better than our previous shit shows (laughs) we had a couple that were good 
I'm just I bought a new board, and you then did. we didn't. Then we all left again. I oh, actually have a right, board now. See, we can do it Ren, ourselves now. You could, you could hire me as a consultant to WVU Athletics. I'll be glad there to it help is. you. John would actually I, be a really good alumni liaison. Yeah. You Let's kill talk it. Talk about it. This is why I said, it. like, be a little bit more serious with Ren and get that relationship going. Yeah. We'll go out and get shit faced with all the alumni. <laughs> Let's get that money. Get them to sign some checks. This has been another episode of the Final Forecast, sponsored by the Book Exchange. Use promo code BX4 Final Four to get twenty five get twenty five percent off all merch in store and online. Great with our lovely co-host Ash. That's me. <laughs> have some time to prep for Owen next week. Stay tuned for that. Yes. 